welcome back to See and Free Studio. This is Jennifer Longyan. Welcome to the show. This is where we talk about what makes us unique, special, and different. Today's guest and I have about, I don't know, 20, 25 years of catching up to do. Uh, I want to welcome Sabrina Beer to the show. Sabrina is a Chicago real estate broker turned accomplished speaker and trainer, social media strategist, and networking event expert. She teaches people to connect, network, and build relationships, helping them to grow their business, their brand, their potential, and inevitably their real estate. She co-founded a group called Reconnect Chicago, a nonprofit who partners with other community groups to help the youth, the homeless, and hungry throughout Chicago. She'll tell us all about that. Please welcome Sabrina. Uh, thank you, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe that we knew each other when we were teenagers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy we did. <laughs> it's been a, quite a while. You know, Sabrina, I spent, I don't know if you remember, but I spent a lot of time at your house in high school. Um, and <laughs> yes, I hung sir. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your family was like a second family to me. I think your mom taught me how to make dirt cake, you know, with the little like gummy worms and stuff. Um, and I went to prom with your brother, Derek. Shout out to Derek. So, hey, Derek, hope you're well in the family. Um, so it's so great to catch up with you. And um, I know you're there freezing in Chicago, but tell everybody what's up in your world. Where are you up to today and uh, how's it going? Hi, everybody, and thank you, Jennifer, for having me. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, so I'm sitting here in my home office in uh, Chicago, big city, big windy city, Chicago. Um, although I grew up where Jennifer grew up in Texas, I have been in Chicago now for over 20 years, so this is definitely home. And um, yeah, I'm doing all those things that you said in the little intro bio. So uh, living in the world of Chicago real estate and brand building, and then recently started a nonprofit. So it's very exciting, a lot of stuff going on. So thanks for working around my schedule to bring me on here, it's awesome. Yes. Well, I, I was willing to wait for you, my dear. I wanted to talk to uh -huh. you and find out what you're up to. I get to keep track of you via social media, <laughs> like I'm sure a lot of people these days. You know, so Serena, before we jump into, you know, your USD, tell people how you emerged into the fields that you've pursued, which is really just helping, you know, build brands, build people up, build community. What, what made you pursue that in your career? Yeah, I feel like like everything with life, it's a whole series of events that's happened, you know. Um, so I moved around a lot when we were younger. My dad worked for the airlines, so we lived in all the big cities, New York, Houston, Miami, Chicago. And I was always really interested when the real estate broker came to the house. So... I, once I moved to Chicago, I was working in statistical software. Um, I have my degree in mathematics, of all things. And um, the real estate market was booming. It was 2005. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get my real estate license. And so that's what started it. I got my license. I started selling. And then in the end of 2006, I was like, I'm going to quit this job and sell real estate full time, not knowing that the whole housing crisis thing was going to happen. And so during that, during the housing crisis of 08, pretty much to 13, I had to really adapt to the real estate market. It was very challenging. It was very emotional for a lot of people. 
And I guess that's when I kind of found the side of me that was like, I want to help people. I want to connect people to the right resources. And I want to be able to like guide them through the process, something that's super stressful and to kind of make it less stressful for them so that they can reach their end goal. And I think that's what ended up cultivating just the whole way that I have built my career since then. Um, so, you know, if you will, that was about 10 years ago. So over the past 10 years, I feel like I've utilized that same sense of help and um, encouragement and empowerment um, to do everything else that I've done in the past 10 years. That's great. Well, and, you know, we talk about somebody having that thing that that moves them, that drives them, that fuels them, that, that unique, special, and different. And I suspect a lot of what you're saying is, is driven by your USD, but how would you describe what makes you unique, special, and different? <laughs> you know, it's funny, and I, I've, I've listened to your podcast, and I, you know, I listen to a lot of people, and I think what makes me unique, special, and different um, is similar to a lot of other people, right? It's our hurdles and our struggles that bring us to this land. Um, when, right after I graduated from high school, I went to go start college. And the Friday before school started, I got hit by a drunk driver while I was walking across the street. And I survived um, with a lot of consequences, but I still survived. Um, it took me about a year's worth of therapy to learn how to walk again. And then due to that highly traumatic, stressful situation, I ended up, or at least my belief, medical doctors may say other things, but I ended up with two pretty chronic autoimmune diseases. Um, that's a whole nother story. Um, um, my theories on tragedy and um, chronic illness, but that struggle um, to get through that, but keep on going and to not crawl under a rock and feel sorry for myself, but to take all my strength from within and still be able to um, thrive in life was this like source that came from inside of me that um, came from a lot of different things, but you know, support of the people around me, God, the universe, um, just my overall energy in general um, is really what drived me. And as I was able to accomplish things still while being very sick um, and still being able to succeed, it made me want to help other people get the strength and, and get the right people around them to build them up to be able to do that as well. And I think overcoming obstacles, everybody has different degrees of them throughout their life, but um, the mindset you have about overcoming obstacles, I think is really, um, I'm really able to vocalize that and help other people feel like they're not alone. And I think that's kind of like my superpower, if you will. Yeah. Oh, and I, I think that too. I, I've, uh, I did know about the accident and, and, you know, I, I think all of us were so glad that you made it. Um, but more importantly, that you made it in your, you know, you made up your mind at that moment. You were not just going to survive, but you were going to thrive in life. And and I have seen you give back to the community to bring awareness to chronic illness, to foster two daughters, which you've done, um, you know, to really to take what could have been a terrible situation, something that you could have just let define you and say, I'm giving up. And instead you said, no, I'm not just giving up. 
I'm, I'm actually going to jump in into life and take advantage of the opportunities in front of me and then provide them for other people. Like you said, you came into real estate when in a downturn of the housing market and tried to like lift people's spirits and, and help them find homes. Um, so Sabrina, like, thank you for sharing your story because I, I know that you've triumphed over and over and over again um, and, and really you know, helped so many other people do the same. So thank you for sharing thank that. You. Yeah, so, thank you. Yeah, you know, I, I think you're right. Like people, you know, do come out of tragedy and, and, and emerge from that. And that's sometimes what, how we find our purpose. Um, you know, how have you helped other people to do that? I mean, in, in, you know, those moments where you've been able to like share, share those moments with other people and see the difference it makes. Yeah. So I am a little bit of a private person. So even though I'm all over social media and I'm constantly like talking and posting and, and doing things, I also keep some of the parts of my life pretty private. And so I think people are in shock when they hear about my health issues um, or that I'm a foster parent or that I started a nonprofit or any of these things. I think people are usually in shock and I think somehow that works like that relates to people like oh here's sabrina just you know doing real estate and marketing stuff throughout chicago like life is peachy and then it's like oh wow like i didn't know she had 11 surgeries i had my 11th surgery um three years ago um i was actually just had a big huge flare-up and was in the hospital a couple weeks ago for three days and um i think when I post stuff like that or talk to people, I'm not really like in their face about it. And so I think people are able to relate more. Like every time I do say something about my health issues, it's amazing how many people privately reach out to me and are like my brother or my roommate in college or my mom or my sister, you know, have similar situation. And then I connect with people one-on-one, -on -one and that's just, I think that's kind of my purpose in life is to just keep people motivated, let them know that they're not alone, and that, yeah, sometimes life sucks. Like, I mean, that's, it's just, sometimes it just sucks, right? But um, that it kind of sucks for everyone. Like, we all have ups and downs. Like, I, I always live um, amongst the theory that you can't experience the highs in life if you haven't experienced the lows. Like, you don't know what it feels like to be like super excited if you've never been super sad. So um, I just, I embrace the highs and the lows as hard as they are. Yeah. I literally just said that a couple of hours ago about how tough it can be to manage the highs and lows, right? And in, in parallel, you can be having some of the best moments in your life at the times that you're also having the biggest struggles in your life um, and kind of these defining moments and, um, and that it does, you know, you have to kind of take, take both because you're, you're learning from both and you're experiencing both and, and both were meant to be. So thank you for saying that because I literally just said that a couple of hours ago. Um, you know, so Sabrina, like you talked also about having community around you and how you've also tried to create that for others. Who have been some of the people in your life that have helped kind of, you know, pick you up in those tough days and, and help remind you of what makes you unique, special, and different? 
Yeah, so I've been really blessed and, and I'm really grateful that I have an amazing family. So as you mentioned, you know, you spent a lot of time at my house I when did. we were teenagers. <laughs> yep. Um, my, my parents have been amazing and I, I, I do recognize that not everybody has that and um, I feel very grateful for that. Um, I have also, one of the good things about going through so much young and continuing to go through so much throughout your life is you almost like naturally your your friendships get tested and your relationships get tested and so the people that you know not only wanted to be around Sabrina who's a good time but the people that still like checked in with me when I was down and out um, they've been by my side for a really long time and I have some amazing true and tried friendships um, and then not only that but um, one of the, the biggest culprits of autoimmune diseases that I have is called Crohn's disease. And there's a whole big community of people that I message with on message groups, uh, now Facebook groups, but before that it was blogs and whatnot or support groups. And I'm able to be their support when I'm feeling the highs and then get the support when I'm feeling the lows. So. I've kind of kept these people around me. And now with the way that social media is, um, my favorite platforms, Instagram. And so now with Instagram, for instance, I'm able to stay in touch with those same people. And I know that I can always reach out to them and they know that they can always reach out to me. And we do. And that's just been amazing to see happen over the past, you know, whatever, five or six years. Yeah, that's great. And I, I knew that you were involved with the with the Crohn's community, and I have several friends with Crohn's disease. It's it's such a, a disease that people don't really understand and how how it can affect your life. But t it's a terrible disease. Like it can really really impact your daily life, your quality of life. Um, and and then during a pandemic, it, you know you have to be very very careful to not you know affect your health. And so I'm glad that you've brought awareness and also that you found this community of people in your life um, as you've gone through um, all of the episodes with with that so I'm I, I learned a lot from you and and you know when you posting about it and talking about it and being brave enough to raise um, awareness around around it so thank you for that um, you know now you've got two foster daughters and I bet they probably have some stories of their own of adversity and what they've been through yeah. How do you how do you impart some of this wisdom onto them um, in this capacity? Well, they're teenagers. Can you really? <laughs> so you can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I uh, became a foster parent about three years ago, um, and the oldest one is now a freshman in college. So it's very exciting. I'm very proud of her. And then I have her younger sister, who's a senior in high school who's here now and she just got accepted to college on Friday so we're super proud of her as well and you know I'm never gonna understand what their their trials and and have been through their life and um, everything that they have been through the same way no one can understand what I've been through right so I I don't know and I don't claim to know or understand but all I try to do is be supportive um, and let them know that they can do anything they want to do and help them find the path to get there. That's, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> so um, I have them for a very short period of time before they go off into the real world. And so 
I can't um, do everything that maybe a parent of a child they've had for 18 years can do um, from beginning to end. So I had to figure out what the most important things were. And the most important thing that I found to me is for them to know that they have a home with me and that if they fall down, I will help pick them back up. And hopefully they take that with them as they go into the real world. Because even myself, when I went into the real world, I still fell down a couple of times, but I had my parents to kind of pick me back up or my brother to pick me back up. And so um, to go through life and not have anyone to pick you back up is a pretty scary way to live. Yeah. So I just want to be that person to them. Yes. Well, you are, and congrats to both of them for college. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, what a, what a, I, I got to see, I think, um, your oldest uh, with her graduation pictures that you yeah. shared. And so big congratulations. What a major milestone and to have that opportunity. And like you said, to have somebody like you to pick them back up um, and make sure that they keep going and going forward. It's so important. Um, so thank you for that and, and just you know, fostering. So please, everyone, if you have the opportunity to foster, um, please do. Like, it's such an, a phenomenal opportunity to, to give someone a home and a family. Um, so, Sabrina, I know you've been watching the show, so you know I'm going to ask yeah. you a random question. <laughs> between 1 and 25, what's your number between 1 and 25? 7. 7, all right. What is 1 thing that you would love to do but haven't in a while travel out of the country <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> oh my gosh with covid and the pandemic like i love to travel and experience i'm all about experiences like people make fun of me sometimes i'm like i don't care as long as it's an experience and so that's always kind of been my thing with travel um, which has been very weird over the past two years. Um, I have not traveled internationally. Um, I actually just got on my first plane in October. Um, so it's that part's been a little bit weird for me. So that is definitely something I haven't done in a while that I would like to do is just get on, which sounds crazy. I want to get on an eight-hour flight and <laughs> go to another country. Well, I, I don't blame you. I feel the same way. And you talked about like you moved around a lot, right? Like it is all about like these new experiences. You crave them. And um, and as much as you love your hometown of Chicago, and I know you do, like it is nice to just get away and, and, you know, change it up a little bit. So I hope you get to travel soon and that we all get to travel soon um, and have some new experiences. Uh, yeah. Well, you, you know, I talked about your love of Chicago and you've created, you mentioned you started this nonprofit to help the city of Chicago and the community of Chicago, you know, tell people a little bit about Reconnect Chicago and what you're doing there. Sure. Yeah, so it's interesting how it started. We started having meetings, if you will, in 2020, in the beginning of 2020, because when the pandemic hit and, you know, the nurses and the doctors and everyone in the hospitals were working all those, you know, long hours and, and just sacrificing so much for us, I started raising money to buy lunches to bring to the hospitals um, so that they could eat healthy meals and, and be refueled. And I was amazed by how many people were just giving me money and trusting me that I was going to do the right thing with them. And, and that's an awesome feeling because they're all people that I know. They're all, you know, people that know me. 
And I was like, wow, like, so me and another friend started talking. Um, we were actually on another board together and we immediately brought in other people that all had the same mindset. And we started going through the process of creating a, a legitimate 501c3, which we now are, I'm super excited to announce. Um, and so what we're doing is we are actually raising money. We have three tiers. So the youth, the homeless, and the hungry, we had to pick, you know, we had to stay within in some parameters. But whatever's going on at this particular time, whoever needs help will raise money, whether it's through fundraising efforts, sponsorship efforts, et cetera, um, will raise monies to then directly give that money back to whoever needs it. So it could be one person or one family, or it could be a whole community. So we've we bought school supplies for an entire uh, elementary school. Um, we did that in August. And then just now uh, in November, I guess it was the beginning of December, we did a drive for coat, uh, not coats, we actually didn't do a coat drive. We did hats, gloves, socks, and scarves, and we got tons of them, and then we gave them to two local organizations that are actually handing them out. So we're a bit of like what they call a pass-through nonprofit. So yes, your donations to us are completely tax deductible, and we can then give them to just somebody on the street if we want, or we can work directly with another nonprofit that's doing things and then we're just supporting them that already have the platform to provide the materials of people that need them. So we're doing that throughout the entire Chicagoland area, not just one area. Um, and we're hoping to do so much more in 2022. Um, we actually have our business planning meeting this weekend, so or next weekend, so uh, we're super excited to kind of get that rolling for the new year. Uh, it's very exciting. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations, because you did all of this <laughs> during the pandemic um, <laughs> and created an entire organization. But what a phenomenal thing to do, like <clears throat> to be able to help other nonprofits who have really struggled with, with traditional fundraisers and, and just getting supplies that they need. I think people don't realize, I think that like 60% of a nonprofit's budget goes just to getting what they do to the people that need it. Um, you know, whether it's 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 transporting things or getting things that they need supplies-wise to give mm -hmm. to other people. And so fantastic that you and Reconnect are helping to do that. So if you are in the Chicago area and you need help, um, or you are a nonprofit that could use an extra boost um, for you know awareness, networking, fundraising, and all the help that Sabrina and her team can bring. Please look up Reconnect Chicago. We'll have the QR code at the end of the show. You can snap it with your camera if you're on YouTube, and you can certainly um, also look it up online. So Sabrina, you know. I know you just keep going. There's always something going on in your life. Anything new or exciting that's coming up here as we go into the holiday season and to 2022? You know, actually going into 2022, I have decided that I am going to just pick the things the like, Somebody told me four, but I think it might have to be like six or eight things for me. But the things I really want to focus on on this upcoming year, and I'm just going to focus on those things. I have a tendency to uh, want to do everything. And as much as I love it and it makes me excited, I want to be able to do the few things very, very well. Um, and I want to be able to dedicate my time to them. So 
you know, whether it's my full-time job or my consulting or um, the nonprofit or being a foster parent or being a daughter and a friend and a girlfriend and all those other things as well. Um, those are kind of going to be my big focuses going forward. But I will say, Jennifer, that my goal over the next couple of years that I'm going to do and I'm going to apply next year is to speak on a TEDx stage. So that is my uh, one of my top goals. I love it. I cannot wait to watch your TED talk. That's fantastic. Well, I, I am glad that you are taking some time to be great at the few things that are really important to you in 22. I need to do the same um, and just, you know, do focus on the things that bring you joy. Uh, you're gonna be my first show of 2022. We always film these a couple Yay. weeks in advance. So um, if everyone's watching this as you transition into a new year, Sabrina's giving us a little bit of inspiration on how to get it right <laughs> as we go into 2022. Um, so look forward to seeing that TED Talk, my dear. I cannot wait. Thank you. Um, and I, I like uh, just catching up with you, even if it's on social media and just seeing your photos. It sounds like Instagram's the place to find you if anyone's looking for you. Um, but I want to wish you the best. And I am so glad that you continue to thrive and succeed and triumph over everything and then bring the same opportunities to others. Jennifer, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for putting this podcast together, uh, Sea and Free. I've just been so inspired by so many of your guests. And um, it's just wonderful that you provided this space for us. And I love the, the USD because everybody's got one. And they just some of them maybe not have figured it out yet. But everybody's got one. And I love that you're bringing light to that. Yes. Well, thank you. That is what I want to do. And I'm glad to have partners like you in doing that. So thank you for that. I want to thank everyone for watching the show. Um, you can always visit us at cnfreestudio.com. We've had some incredible guests like Sabrina on over the last, I guess, you know, almost 12 months now with the show. You can watch us on YouTube. You can check me out on LinkedIn if you're trying to find some of our prior episodes um, and then any of the podcast channels. Thanks, everyone, and have a great new year.